0: Welcome back, guys. This is the Weekly Rundown 52. Man, let's get it. well welcome back everybody uh just to start off the podcast uh, the best way to support us as always is to rate the podcast and tell your friends if you want to see topics or questions uh, about the latest episodes on this version of our show please hit us up on our socials that is leantree.com backslash anime now tyler how are you my friend
1: yeah we're doing good over here uh the rundown's actually heating up. Honestly, uh, I'm I'm actually liking it. Uh, I think we're what four or five weeks into the new season, so getting close to the halfway point. Start telling it right now. So,
0: yeah, our episodes are pretty fire right now. I'd say Mashal's doing <laughs> pretty well. Undead Unluck is going crazy and about to go <laughs> even crazier. Uh, Furin's <laughs> just consistent banger every week, and then One Piece is also starting to heat up a little bit
1: yeah yeah i I mean i love to see it you know love to see it
0: yes sir Uh, just let you guys know dan is not on this episode of the podcast unfortunately we are missing our brother in arms but hey man gotta get that bread you know what i'm saying
1: he off doing uh robot dog shit you know (laughs) yes sir that's our
0: guy that's our guy real smart dude yeah. Uh, so shows we're going to cover on this are is what we just mentioned: uh, Undead Unluck episode sixteen, Frayn episode twenty, Mashal season two, episode four, One Piece episode ten ninety two. We're so close to that to that eleven hundred mark. Yeah, almost uh, smell it.
1: Almost, almost. It, it's about time for some uh, like some breaks. Uh, I feel like I feel like one's coming soon. Yeah, it's,
0: it's been a while, so yeah. I, I would expect one in, like, the next month or so.
1: Yeah, probably probably before we get to uh, 1100, I'd say we're going to get, like, a, a recap episode or some shit, knowing uh, Oda and them, so. That sounds about
0: right. That's a, that, I think that'll be a good time for them to take a, take a quick break and uh, yeah. be completely understandable. Um, yeah, I, just, I do want to say to everybody out there, uh, I got some pasta sauce on my favorite hoodie. So pre, please pray for her.
1: Hey, <laughs> right, Bass, Bass is a ma- master chef over here, and you know he can he he can work miracles in with the laundry too because he's gonna do it right now. So
0: yeah, I'm man, I'm I'm just praying it's in the, in the wash, uh, handling its business. But not anything a little bit of dawn can't fix. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly.
0: So cool, man. Cool. Let's uh. Let's get down to these shows.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're going to start off guys with undead. Unluck 16 called revolution. Absolute fire. The, so the summary is the hundredth penalty is now on the line and apocalypse is reading out the related quest. So while this is happening or just after they're all explained to us, Billy, it be known that it's impossible for the union to kill God or he thinks so. And in short, the man is just a rat. <laughs> he, he's a side switcher. Maybe he was on the other side the whole time. We don't know yet, but we'll get into it. So to begin, there's a scene right before the OP where Tatiana asks Billy why he's wearing his spurs on his boots. And Billy says this is, this is to see what's around him. Now, I had no idea Billy, Billy was blind at all. Did you?
1: I I did not. Uh but it makes sense. You know, the dude's always wearing sunglasses. Uh I mean, like it, it fits, I guess, now. Um so Yeah. I guess you I, learn something new every day. I don't know.
0: I thought he was just going for like cool cowboy. You know, but we yeah. did learn something today.
1: <laughs> you know, I always thought he kinda looked like he, he always reminded me of uh um of Andy. You know, he's got the they they draw like the, uh, whoever draws this, uh, like draws like the male characters, uh, mm-hmm. especially like, I don't know, especially them two, like they look very, very similar. Uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Even the facial like structure is like very similar to each other. Um, So I don't know.
0: Very true. Very true. Um, But yeah, Tatiana will say, you know, you don't really, really wear that when you go out because I'm your eyes usually in here. Um, I didn't really think anything of this little 30, 45 second bit before the OP. Um, so it was very surprising that he was a side switcher. I knew he was up to something, but this was a little grander than what I thought.
1: Yeah. When, when they said that, I figured, I figured maybe, you know, they was gonna, something was going to happen, but like, I didn't expect it to that extent. Like, um, but I it's crazy to think even more that he's blind, but he is like, he, he shoots a gun. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's it, a good point. <laughs> I don't know. It, it just feeds into like, you know, the whole blind, uh, like I didn't think he was blind because he shot a gun, you know, like I had no, uh, no, no uh, thoughts on it at all. So,
0: yeah, that was, that was something crazy to start the episode off with that and having to think about what the hell's going on during the OP. (laughs) Uh, so back to kind of what apocalypse was talking about. He revealed that the four quests are to destroy the four, uh, UMA seasons. So that's winter, spring, summer, and fall. And also noted that every living person can participate. This is not subject to the restrictions of just the people on the round table or in the union. Um, and there's some rewards too so for for destroying spring they get the artifact Aegis which I have no clue what an Aegis is.
1: Pretty sure it's like a shield or something. Uh I I I think I looked it up uh a while back ago when um uh I was curious about what it meant on another show. I think it was like a Greek mm. a Greek word for shield or something like that. So
0: yeah, I'm seeing it here. says, a, a shield or bless, breastplate, emblematic of the majesty that was associated with Zeus and Athena. So it's some sort of shield of, of some kind or breastplate. Um, they'll also get the the location of the negator unchanged, which is for killing summer. The addition of UMA ghosts for killing fall. I don't know why they would want the addition of uh, UMA, but hey, you know that's what they get. <laughs> And then the last one is the location of artifact. Remember, so I think that would probably be pretty useful for some people. Not sure who. Um, maybe Andy, so he can remember what the hell Victor was up to. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. For one thing, like, um, how how do you kill like a season? And how <laughs> how does how does like everyone participate in killing a season? Like. You know what I mean? Global warming? Are we talking about global warming?
0: (laughs) Maybe (laughs) summer just in his bag and and doing some global warming. That's Um, nuts, though. Yeah, I I don't really know how they would go about doing that.
1: And another thing I found interesting um, is that uh, they said kill spring or neutralize spring, summer, and winter, but they said capture fall. Did you notice that?
0: I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah, so it wasn't kill all of them. It was capture, fall, and neutralize the rest.
0: Okay, okay. So,
1: like, that's kind of weird to me.
0: That makes more sense to me now because Billy was saying that, yeah, we have to kill three of these things. Um, Yeah. So, like, why not drop a nuke on those three? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I thought he had a really great point. Like, we need to succeed in doing this or everybody's going to die.
1: Yeah, we think, you
0: know what i'm saying? Um i don't know if the UMA res- revolution is a, for, as far as the penalty but they're pretty close to the epo- the actual apocalypse. You
1: know? Yeah. Um i like we we don't really know how it works. Uh we know that um you know if they fail this time. But then again in this episode they they talk about the 101st penalty. Uh you know um so mm-hmm. there, there's more penalties after the 100th or whatever. So I guess the world keeps on going, but we all assumed that the world ended kind of, but it doesn't apparently. I guess it just becomes chaotic, maybe?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. But, I mean, considering Billy was willing to go that far, something terrible is going to happen with this 100, and especially the 101st penalty, um, whatever that may be but I thought Billy had some pretty good reasoning and like, I may be, I took some philosophy classes and I may be a little bit of a utilitarian, but I think sacrificing maybe a few hundred thousand people for 8 billion sounds not that bad.
1: Yeah. I just don't like, how do they know where exactly where they're at? You know, Um, there's a lot of questions that like this episode gave me, uh, just in the first like what six five, six minutes. Like I had I had like a ton of questions like why I kill them? Uh why I only capture fall? what how do you know where they're at? How do you kill them? How <laughs> how does everyone participate? Like I don't know. But I guess none of that matters though, because you know what, what happens. They, so
0: don't they usually get the locations of their targets though?
1: Uh not really. That that's done through um Intel, right?
0: Um, I remember the the last, the last set of quests, they got told where, um, unmoved was like they pinpointed it in Brazil, but on, uh, on the
1: map, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, uh, if that was a, a award, like a reward or not, though, I can't remember, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense, but I'm yeah. sure they have ways of finding them since they have all this crazy technology. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Billy also questioned Yui's, like, leadership and slow decision-making. I also thought that was fair. I never really thought about it, but she seems kind of slow to act. Especially when Billy kind of, like, tried to kill all of them.
1: Yeah, uh... I I guess, I guess she's the leader because her power is just, like, so OP, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, the leader is based on, like, your points or whatever. Right. So it's not really based on leadership skill. And and I guess that makes sense, you know, um, because she just froze up kind of like it, it caught her off guard. She didn't even like try to use her uh, ability or her, her um, negator ability. So just kind of wild.
0: Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought she was lacking in that moment. But yeah, like you said, like the leadership is just based off points, which is doesn't make a great leader. Just because you do the, the most missions or whatever it is, or she could have just been there at the round table, the longest out of all of them.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. So uh, hopefully they get a little bit more into that and we'll see if she gets questioned again. Uh, Cause Billy also uh, obviously had ulterior motives there. Um, So next some of under kind of shows up and steals the round table as they're sitting at it pretty much. And, they are saying that they want to attempt to kill God themselves now, considering that they want to kill God, and that's the same objective that the Round Table has, like did it make much sense for them to fight each other to you?
1: Not, not really, because uh, like they' for me, like you know so there's a higher power, God, in mm-hmm. this world, and they're both trying to kill this God, I guess so. It would make sense for them to work together since they're pretty strong, but I don't the only way that I see that the reason why they wouldn't is because they wanna uh, I guess uh one side has different views for after killing God than the other is the only thing I can come up with. What what would you say about that?
0: Well, I think that's that's one really good reason. I was thinking other the other I mean considering Billy said so they don't have the ability or they don't have the leadership to be able to to kill God, maybe they just don't think that the round table's strong enough or is willing to go far enough to be able to kill God. So it's like why even try to team up with them? They
1: trash. I mean, true, but sh- should not you like at least try to like um like uh negotiate uh, uh a peace, like a a treat like a work together situation like you know maybe like okay let's not try to kill each other let's try to kill this one thing you know um use all of our and powers. then we can squabble yeah <laughs> <And> then we <laughs> can fight over who's who's <laughs> the true god true i mean billy
0: could have been there just assessing them to see how they are first like we really don't know how long he's been dealing with this under or been the boss of under so
1: yeah, and that that's crazy too that he's actually the boss for, uh, boss of Rip. And that was so, nuts. Um, um,
0: and I thought another interesting thing, like Tatiana said, like, the person, I guess, in Billy's body or, like, the person that they were seeing like, wasn't Billy. Because she said, like, her his <laughs> ability was only to really shoot guns in directions that would never otherwise target, be on target. And I don't know if that was true, but it, we did see his his eyes changed color after, um, bull top bull sparks. Great name. Pretty much broke his neck in half almost. Um, so I'm a little unsure about what's going on there. And I, pro- I do believe Tatiana in this situation, but it's kind of hard to tell.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think, uh, it's the same person. It's just like, um, Maybe maybe he had some kind of thing used on him to make him uh, go undercover or whatever, or maybe he was just that good at lying.
0: True, he could have been holding himself back this whole time.
1: Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I I got an idea on, I got an idea on it, but I want to wait till we talk about uh, what happens uh, in a little bit. So okay, okay.
0: Um, also. Want to mention that Illy was using a bunch of different negator abilities. So we saw him use Undead um, to unbreak his leg, to fix his neck. And we also saw him use Unstoppable to kind of beat up on Top Bowl Sparks. And then Unjustice to almost kill Juiz, um Andy, and then uh, Shin. So how do you, how the
1: fuck? Is he using other people's abilities, bro? So, hear me out now. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, so there, there was something said uh, in in this in the dialogue, and it caught my attention because it started with "un." So, like usually when they use the word "un" followed by something else, like it's it's probably something important, right? But we got undead yeah, yeah, unjustice. Yeah. Un, uh, what was his uh, unbelievable, is yeah, what, unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. it's presumed that he has well it said unfair he said unfair he said unfair out of his own mouth while he was uh, doing his little monologue um, and it, like it gets me thinking like maybe that's his ability maybe that's his true ability is instead of un- unbelievable it's unfair right and could it, be true. it would make time. sense because like think of how unfair would work um you know you would be able to like take uh, you know all the things that happen probably would be able to happen if he had a power like unfair because how far does that actually go Yeah,
0: make make the whole situation just unfair for them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Mm. and then that would also play into the ricochet thing. You know, you can just shoot a bullet and like it just go anywhere because it's not fair. You know, true. I mean, Um, it
0: it could still be unbelievable, I think. Yeah. Because Uh, it's pretty unbelievable that he can use other people's abilities uh, because usually you're only a negator of one thing.
1: Yeah, well I think I think that was just a bullshit name, is what mm. I'm saying. Okay, I think okay. I think his true ability was unfair, um, which was said during that thing, and it makes sense uh for him to be able to do all this other stuff. And he just told like Tati see, he only told Tatiana that his power was unbelievable. Right? He only told one right. person about his true power and what he can actually do or whatever. And it was a little uh uh, girl that he saved, so of course she's gonna believe anything he says and don't question it. So, <laughs> right. um, so it just it just it makes sense, you know. Um, it does. Which, I'm not sure if I'm cooking or not, but like, w- when else do they say un? You know, unless it means something. So,
0: that's very true. Yeah, they they use uh, un very selectively. I mean, for our, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see like what the hell he's up to. Um, and and the next thing that I thought was pretty impactful during this episode was Billy kind of asking Tatiana to join them and Foucault stepping in and and hitting him with the revolver in the face. And you can tell, and she was crying. Tatiana like was really sad by the betrayal of Billy. That's her guy. That's the person who saved her. That's who she trusts the most. And it was just a very emotional scene. And the manipulation of Tatiana was even worse because now, at first we thought Billy was just like a really good dude, right? Like we thought it was just very caring because he brought Tatiana some some cake when he saved her. Yeah. But really he was just grooming her to be a tool for his own ends. If he it had already of been seems part of either. Like, yeah. So And because, he also was go ahead.
1: I was like the, which is also just extremely sad because she's already she's already killed her, you know, family. She's already been sold off, and now she has to, like, go through this. But at least she's got Fuko, you know? So. That's true.
0: That's true. She's got one person she can trust. Um, but, I mean, only God knows if she trusts her now, you know? Yeah. And, like, Billy was using, like, some, some pretty gnarly language. Like, you know, it's time to pay him back for saving her. <laughs> that was so fucked up, man. It's like, yeah, I saved you. Now you do this for me. You come join me. You owe me. And that's not how saving people works, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to save people like out of the goodness of your heart, or just to help them. Yeah, so,
1: it's how it works when you want something back. When you're saving for a reason, you know. So yeah, man,
0: it, it, that it was fucked up. Very emotional <laughs> scene. I thought it was a, a a great scene as well. Um, but now the the roundtables after stopping, uh, Uma Burn from taking the table, and I think this is gonna be a great setup for the rest of the season because now Eweese is telling them they can use any artifact they want as long as they, they achieve the goal. So that's gonna add a lot of randomness and really some extravagance, I think, to these fights that we're gonna see in the next few episodes.
1: Yeah. Um there's also one more thing that I wanna I wanna ask you. Uh so about halfway through the episode after um after he uh presumably almost kills I don't I don't even know who it is the robot dude. Mhm. Uh and is she? like he yeah. Uh I'm not sure uh he's like bleeding out or whatever, you know. Um the the apocalypse eats all the pages, eats all the quests back and then uh the name revolution pops up. So it makes me wonder like if if he actually died or whatever, and then they just failed all that. And then they immediately gained the penalty of revolution. And this, this, the, and then Billy is the penalty revolution.
0: Are you talking about like, just like the, by default, if they, if they heard apocalypse.
1: No, like, so, um, so they can't, they can't complete the quest unless the round table is full. Right. Right. And with, with Billy almost killing uh, one of them and then him leaving the round table himself, that means the round table is not full anymore. That means they automatically failed a quest. That means uh, and if they automatically failed a quest, then that means the penalty gets automatically applied. And the mm. penalty was revolution. And, and I, what I Billy is doing is revolution. I, I, right? don't,
0: I don't know that... They fail the test. I just think they can't compete in the test.
1: Oh, uh, well, it just like Apocalypse eat the paper. So I'm just wondering if like they that's what I'm trying to ask is. I don't think do you they, think failed, they it? failed it.
0: I don't think they failed it. I, I think Billy has enough people on his side that he can feel the, the round table or he else. He wouldn't have taken it.
1: OK, because I Cause just I, wonder I, I why, think, they, I why I just wonder why, why revolution popped up. In um, the big letters, like it got applied in that situation. You know what I mean? That's what I'm wondering. That's a good question.
0: I, I don't know the answer to it, but I don't think they failed it just like by default. Um, I don't think Billy would have done that, um, considering he was just willing to drop a nuke to like stop the stop the um, the penalty from happening. So I, I don't think so. I'm not sure why the the, the words would have popped up but i mean technically billy started like the 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 revolution before that happened
1: yeah yeah I, i'm just wondering yeah that that's all i was wondering is uh wonder why that popped up because usually they only pop that up if they actually if it's actually happening you know they're being penalized at the time or whatever True. so they
0: they might be nah, yeah. I, I don't know they might be but i just don't think billy would would i think billy knows the rules and that's why he took it took yeah. the table um Oh, we'll have to see the next episode. I think it's just going to be a fight. I don't think they're going to have any immediate penalty. It's, it's just that's my opinion on it.
1: Yeah, but, uh, it's definitely this was definitely a, uh, a a very good twist. So,
0: oh, for sure. And I, I think you know you hear you know about writers writing themselves into a hole. Uh, <laughs> Yoshifumi wrote himself into a field. Like he can do anything from this point um, with yeah. all the artifacts that you can probably come up with and having the different fights going on in the different areas of the round, the union or round table, like headquarters, I think it's going to be, you're going to get some real bangers here for the next three or four weeks.
1: I hope so. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. So I'm, I'm ex- I'm Same hoping uh, for some really crazy off the wall shit. So
0: yeah, I've definitely got more than what I would bargained for out of this show. I've said that many a times, but it just keeps going and going <laughs> and going.
1: So uh Well, uh, is that all we got for uh, Undead Unluck?
0: Yeah, let's we'll, we'll, we'll hit the next one.
1: All righty. We got Freerun episode 20, and it's called Necessary Killing. And the first-class mage exam is heating up with a lot of uh, combat of the uh, stills. And um, we also realized that the title of first-class mage is enough for some of the test takers to actually kill for. um. And this episode starts off with Ubel and Warble. And it seems that she's getting the best of him. And after seeing like the first few minutes of this fight, like who did who you have like winning winning this thing uh after that?
0: Um, so the the first few moments of the fight that they showed up, uh Ubel kind of seemed like she had Verbal on the like the back foot there. And but Verbal was, was very, very calm, so I was thinking he had something up his sleeve not knowing his magic at the time. And it kind of played out that way. I didn't think he would have that type of like OP ability, and it seems pretty ridiculous being able to free somebody just by looking at them. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Ubu was, was probably going to lose this one. Probably. What about you?
1: You know, I thought Ubu was holding back like it seemed like she was holding back the whole time um even even like after she got trapped or like before she got trapped and all that it just seemed like she wasn't going 100%. It's like she was playing with him. Maybe she knew that maybe she knew that he didn't want to kill her? I I don't know, you know. Did you see I, that?
0: I I think that's just how she is, like she they draw her with like the droopy eyes. I think she's just a psychopath and like she doesn't care. I think she likes killing and that's it. Cause like even like during this episode, she's like, oh man, I thought I finally found a fight to the death. <laughs> like who wants to get in a fight to the death? Like I don't think she cares. Like even when she thought she was going to die, like she didn't cry. She was just sitting there silent. She was like, um, are, are you going to kill me? Or like, what's, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> so I and- think she's just
0: a psychopath. I think she doesn't give a fuck.
1: And the the thing is, is like even when she had a chance, like it, he he kind of made sense. He's like, why why didn't you go for the neck? Why'd you go for the eyes? And she was like, that makes that makes more sense or whatever. But it only makes more sense if you're kind of like just playing with them, right?
0: That's true. Um, and then verbal said like, I've had people do that on the battlefield to me before, and all of you are sickos that like that like just like killing people. <laughs> yeah, and I think she she wasn't going easy on him, but she wanted to see him suffer. I think she wanted to will down his defenses and then be like, ha ha ha. I'm about to kill you and then kill it. Which it's <laughs> psychopathic. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when your own life is on the line. She cares know. more about having fun, killing somebody than actually winning.
1: I think, I think that I, I, I think, that we probably could compare her to like Ken Paci or some shit, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think she's on that type of timing. She just wants to
1: fight. and kill. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, like, like Bass said, uh, he, he ends up trapping Ubel and we, we all know that she just loves killing. Uh, but he, when he goes to kill her, he keeps on saying he's going to kill her. And, but he hesitates and like did did that make sense for him being um for what we know of him being an experienced warrior, apparently, did, did that make sense for you?
0: It didn't. Um he did say that like he has issues killing people, but he always does. But I feel like when you're in a like if you were like an experienced um warrior, been in a lot of battles, killed a lot of people, like when does it become maybe second nature or normal to you to have to do this we know if he he's killed armies of children before like why is he hesitating now um he hesitates every time and i think they're just trying to show he has a good heart but i thought this was an odd way to do so you know what i'm saying
1: yeah this would have made more sense um i think if they wouldn't have brought up the women and children thing uh Because in order to kill, like, you know, armies of women, to make it seem like killing armies of women and children is common for him, then why is it so hard for him to just kill someone that's trying to kill him and actually can kill him? You know, the women and children probably couldn't kill him, you know what I mean? So it it just didn't make sense to me. Um, But I I think Ubel brought up a pretty good point that, He's still trying to be human, or you know, even after all those killings. That's true. So.
0: Yeah, it, it just they're trying to show he has a good heart. But I mean, how practical is that to play around with your enemy on the battlefield and be so successful?
1: Yeah, Maybe I mean, he's just I guess, that
0: overpowered. I don't know if he can lock multiple people with his ability. That's the only way it would make sense that he's able to be that successful doing that. It just, it just, it just seems so juxtaposed to the idea of what I think a warrior is.
1: Yeah. Um, and like, uh, like you said, maybe it's because he can like, tie him up and keep them tied up. And maybe he hasn't ever like, maybe, maybe if he's like battling multiple people, like he doesn't hesitate. And, like, we, we don't really know. Uh, so, but he's very easily, he's very easy to back off though. He's, he's definitely not like uber So, um, which, that gets into, like, uh, I, I guess we can go into, like, the next part of the uh, episode with Fern. Uh, it's what we've all been waiting for. It's what I was waiting for. So, uh, yeah, we, we finally, you know, we get to see her, like, completely overwhelmed. I'm gonna say eerie. Um, uh, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, if that's yeah. correct. But, it, she just went crazy on her, uh, and just, I guess, demolished her, um, And before this, like, I, I, I thought she was strong, but did you think she was strong? Like, I knew she would
0: be strong, but we haven't seen her fight another human. Like, we knew she beat that demon lord, um, with pretty high difficulty. She overwhelmed him too, uh, with speed, but not just like a volume of attacks, uh, we, actually, it was a volume of attacks and speed. Yeah, yeah. So we knew she was strong, but like I didn't know how she stacked up uh, against other like third class and above mages. And it seems like from Erie saying this is an absurd feat of strength that she's just OP. Yeah, I mean, I,
1: I think I think it's I think it's because we're we're so used to seeing furin like we don't really understand what we got in front of us because we see furin you know what i mean like furin right. is just like a not uh, anomaly you know um uh, i so, mean you would,
0: you would you would think i mean they call her furin the slayer that's her yeah. name so we know <laughs> she's nice you know what i'm saying like she defeated yeah. the demon king like we know she's she has her feet right she's already yeah. been there done that but furin is she's new she's more green so we had to get some scaling for her
1: yeah and because we haven't really seen it all we all we have seen is her compared to like fririn for example and mm-hmm. like the odd in like you know um uh, demon or something like that so we really didn't know and i guess now we know so <laughs> <laughs> we sure as hell do dog uh, and you know, after she gets done with Erie, like she just makes the easy work out of her with the ordinary uh magic or whatever, and she goes, she goes and finds Worble, who is actually about to kill Uh Uble at this time. He actually finally worked himself up to killing kill her, and she just stops him dead in his tracks. Like you know, you need to stop, or I'm gonna kill you too, and. Then he was like, "What happened to uh, Eerie? And Fern just straight up said, uh, "I killed her." Did you believe that when she said that?
0: I did, bro. I did too. <laughs> she, she had me, cause like <laughs> Fern, like when she's fighting, like she shows no emotion anyway. And like yeah. that, dead pan is like, "I killed her." Like dead yeah. ass. She, she I, I punished that girl. I was like, "Yeah, she, you probably did. <laughs> you probably did." And. and-
1: the funny thing is, is Dan wanted to bring that up. If you, if you got to be with us, he was mm-hmm. like, she did that whole fight, you know, with a stone face. And I was like, that's just, and me thinking, I'm just like, that's because she learned from Freer that's how Freer fights too. You know, she yeah. learned that from her master.
0: Calm and collected.
1: Yeah. Don't, sh- I mean, poker face, bro. Right.
0: Yeah. For real. Oh. So, so uh, and i and like also since like she'd been traveling with, with Freer like, for a while now. It was like, four years or something like that. I assume that that was probably not the first time she's killed something. She's killed a demons before, and, like, I didn't know if she would feel differently or think twice about killing a human, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought that she would have to kill someone, honestly, in this one, and uh, I thought that she did. Um, not, not be, like, I, I don't know. It, It just... It seemed very believable. Yeah, it did. It really did. And so, I don't know. I, I think she's got it in her, though. I think she really does got to in her, if her life depended on it. But I guess we learned that her Eerie's uh, mana run out. So, it would be kind of like killing a defenseless person, right? So, I don't I don't think Fern would do something like that, you know?
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Oh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that was a that was a crazy thing. And, you know, then we actually get on to a little bit more. And um Land is fighting with the third party, uh, third party of Fern's uh or third member of Fern's party is fighting, and he actually uses a clone to trick uh, his opponent. And he had the other clone active since the test started because he didn't trust anyone. And I found this kind of crazy. Um so I didn't really think that they could do stuff like this in this, uh, show. Um, did you,
0: I, I, I this is like some Naruto shit. Yeah. He, he, like he was just so tricky with it. Like he had a clone, like just doing his bidding as he was walking around. Um, I'm also picking up that Uber, like she knew what was going on the whole time. And she also knew that Fern was lying. So that girl is very perceptive of other people. Um, Obviously, she has a lot of battle experience, but being so perceptive to everything that's going around her is kind of nuts. So she's one person we still got to really watch out for. She, she, she knows. She knows. Um, But yeah, I didn't think you could do something like this in in this show.
1: (laughs) I didn't either. It it definitely surprised me. Do you think that's all he's got, or like you think he? Everybody
0: else seems to be like a one trick pony. Why do you think that is? I, I don't. I'm not sure, man. Um, because Fern and Firin use all kinds of spells, but I, I don't know if it's just when they battle they stick to one type of magic, or if that's just how they work. And they, okay, I'm gonna hone this for battling, and then outside of battling they use a bunch of different spells.
1: So I got a theory kind of on that, honestly. Um, so like I think the reason why we see mages only have like a limited arsenal, kinda, is because they don't have anybody to teach them more than a couple of things because magic is so like, um, I understaffed. Maybe like, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but there's they, not they very all many magic
0: users. Yeah. They go to school for magic where Fern is learning from somebody directly as an yeah. apprentice. Yeah. A very experienced apprentice uh, master, you know, by the way, yeah, being, you know, at least 1500 years old.
1: So, yeah, I, I, that's that's what I think it is. I think it's just that the teachers that are teaching these people and, like, you know, uh, if they got somebody like Freeran or whatever teaching them, uh, then they probably just don't know very much themselves. And Freeran is, you know, like one of the anomalies as well um, that knows a lot of different spells and attacks and all that stuff because... You know she's an elf so she's been around for a long time and she's that's her goal so
0: very true um Uba also said like that someone's magic is kind of a reflection of who they are so maybe it just fits their personality that they use that type of magic for battling but yeah it, it seems like a the other mages are one trick ponies for the most part
1: yeah and so it'll be interesting to see see what uh I feel like every every couple of episodes we, we get even more like um background on the magic system in this show. Um it's not giving us uh, to us all at once. It's kinda like playing their cards close, just like Undead is kinda. So um but we actually get some backstory on Werble um and found that he's fighting because he made a promise to his crush and he can't remember their face and their name. And he's, Silly. yeah, that's the second time that's happened. The old man did the same thing. So it's a hard world out there, I guess. Um,
0: <laughs> Everybody's got dementia.
1: <laughs> maybe one day, you know, he'll finally tame the North and, uh, his girl will come back to him. Remember she, maybe she remembers him. So, true. But, um, but what surprised me is while he's, while we're doing all this stuff, uh, while he's, Leaving the arena or whatever, going to leave the arena, a still appears and he just catches it. Like, how lucky is that? I
0: thought he was gonna be out of the test, but they spent so much time, like we spent so much time learning about him this episode, like I figured he was gonna find a way out of out of it. Especially since all he had to do is see a still. That's such yeah. a like a low condition compared to the other groups. Fern got lucky because she can completely still so- conceal her mana and they ran up on a roost, but the other groups are t- having a hard time as well, but he got, he got lucky. Just like he said, it, my luck finally turned around.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. I think uh, some, I think one of the uh, test uh, overseers says luck is a skill. <laughs> what do you think about that? You think that's true?
0: At least in the real world, I think luck is a skill. Um, okay. I, 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 I've read books like, so you have to be prepared for something that crosses your way. You can say somebody got lucky but like you have to be prepared to take advantage of an opportunity.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: I consider luck the intersection of opportunity and preparedness.
1: I, I agree with that. So I, you know, sure. I mean, there's some like, I guess luck factor in it, but like, if you don't, like you say, if you don't take advantage of it, then it doesn't matter if it's luck or not. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't count as that if you don't take advantage of it. So
0: exactly. So, exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, I guess the last scene of this episode is Freeran's group is getting ambushed by Dinkin and his party, which is number 13, and Dinkin reveals that he knows who Freeran is and tells the others of her, but, you know, they really don't know her um, still, which is kind of crazy, but I guess it's been a while, so and they're young pups, so... Uh,
0: I See, this is one... Part that I just don't get why more people don't know who Freeran is. Like they defeated the demon king. Like that should be in history books. That should be very basic history. Who was in the Hi- heroes party.
1: You would think so. You, you would, especially, especially mage. This is, this is a, this is a first class mage test. And they, they went to school for this shit. Right. And that's so what I'm saying. Yeah. Who, who would you learn about? Like you would learn about, like famous mages like Flame and 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 uh you know freeran and like it just it just amazes me that like nobody knows her so right that
0: would like be like me not knowing like who mlk and like malcolm x are or somebody from italy not knowing who julius caesar was like these are the people you want to be like like in classes, they should have a picture of friend on the wall. I mean, they, yeah. You should be aspiring to be like her. Like this, this is what we're here for. So I don't get it. I really just don't understand. I don't think it should be a, you know, Dinkin says, oh, pe- uh, people of my our generation still understand who you are. Everybody should. They should be yeah. having basic history lessons about these people.
1: And I could kind of like in this kind of world, in this kind of setting, I could understand like common folk not knowing who she is. You know, um this right. long after, you know, possibly, but mages, like in a in a first class mage exam, like they should like I, I feel elites. like you're very under prepared yeah. if you do not know who the last greatest mage was, right? Right,
0: right. So um, Especially if they're elf and they could still be al- and they're probably still
1: alive. Yeah. Um I I would, it's just uh, they're underprepared, I guess, you know. Um that's the only thing I know to say about it.
0: Plot hole. Uh, Plot yeah. hole. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh but we also learned that uh there's uh while while Fearne is talking, uh Richter reveals that first class mages are granted one spell of their choosing from Siri. The founder of the Continental Magic Association, and she appears to be an elf too, is what it looks like. So, what, what, do, you, what do you think about all that? What do you think, like, Furin and Fern would wish for and, like, the whole situation?
0: Uh, Furin hates demons, so she would ask something that could kill some demons. Uh, I think that's, you know, I think a, a step up on track or something like that. I don't know what Fern would re- really want out of her life at all. I don't think they've gone too much into that, you know what I'm saying, other than being a mage, which she says is just, like, okay now. She's just doing it.
1: Oh, for me, I think it would be, I honestly think that they would probably ask for something about, like, um, being able to bring people back or, like, something like that, something along those lines, because that's what this whole mission is for, right? Like, they're going to see Himmel. Yeah, yeah.
0: Himmel... Um, I think i going to see Flamme as well. No. Uh, They're going to the uh, tree to see Flamme, wasn't it?
1: Well, it was, it was to see Himmel, but I okay. think, I think maybe Flamme might be there too, but Himmel's the main reason why, uh, Furin is going there. True, and then true. Fern got dropped off on Furin because of Heiter dying, <laughs> which yeah. I also think that Fern would want that too, because Fern wants to see Heiter again. Cause that's what she's, that's why she's, doing like what she's doing like right now, being, becoming like a that. mage, you know, That's because true. she wanted to make Highter proud or whatever, so um and then we got Stark. He's just uh, being Stark, so. <laughs> right, and then, like,
0: w- what made me think is, like, okay, like, if you can get a wish, pretty much a wish granted by a person, why are more people not trying to become mages? Like, we talked about it a couple episodes ago about mages getting killed off, but you think they would have a pretty steady stream of recruits.
1: I honestly think that they just, I, I don't think that enough people has the, you know, the ability to be mages. Okay. Okay. You that's know, that, that's what I think. Um, so I'm not sure if that's true or not. It is. We don't really know how that works. Like, are you born with uh, like mana or like, how do you even know, you know, like stuff like that. We we don't we haven't figured that out yet, I don't think so. Um but there. another thing, like I, I think that Freeran kinda I think that once she learned about that, that's kind of what she aspires to be, right? Is someone like her. Like they 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 called her like um a living library of spells, right?
0: A walking grimoire.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what Freeran like aspires to be. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes. So that would be pretty interesting to see them two meet. So is
0: I bet Fran would fangirl the fuck out of her.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh my god, it's you. <laughs> they might know each other, you know. I don't know. They could. Uh, they definitely could. So I guess the last thing on our uh on you know, for this episode is party thirteen, which is Dinkin's party, their plan is to well, some of their plan is to kill Loween or Lo or Kane while Dinkin fights Furen, but Dinkin don't want to kill them. They just he just wants to put them to sleep for a couple hours, but I don't think they're agreeing. And then they kind of separate each other from, uh, and they fight. So. Right now is Dinkin versus Furin and Lawin and Connie versus Re- Reichter. So, do you think that Dinkin has a chance of, like, do you think he's he's got any kind of chance of giving Furin a run for her money?
0: I think Furin claps if she chooses to. <laughs> um, uh. it's it's always bad when you know somebody's name and they don't know your name. That's usually a kind of telling of, of, of the type of uh levels y'all are on.
1: You know, you know what I said? As soon as the episode ended, like after I watched it the first time, I said, I can't wait till next week because old man's fixed to get humbled. He he's gonna get <laughs> cooked. He's about to get
0: cooked, bro. Cause there's but, no way there's no way that Freerin is failing this test. I just don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I also think that he does have something up his sleeve to make, make him make him a challenging opponent. But still, I He's think very that smart. Yeah. I think that Furin humbles him easily.
0: Yeah, I think he gets Furin in a quick bond, and Furin's like, "Yeah, no, that's not gonna work, dog."
1: Because we don't even know what he can do. We just know that he just watches. He just he watches and knows. He knows a lot of things. He's smart. But he, we haven't really seen him. He's been letting his uh, lackeys do all the work. So I don't know. True. Um,
0: I mean, and who knows? Maybe Dinkin already has a, a plan to to beat Freer. In. Yeah. Because he knows who she is. And he might know her weaknesses or like, you know, or something. The dude's a thinker. So he. I don't think he has to be as strong as Freer to beat Freer. In, but I just don't see her losing the situation.
1: So, do you think there's a possibility that you know Fern? I mean, Fern uh, kind of uh, gets overwhelmed somehow because he's one of one of those percentage of mages that can do it, and then Fern kind of steps in and helps. Do you think that's possible too? I
0: don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but it, it could.
1: It It'd could. be interesting, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. I think if, if Fern shows up, Uble's going to show up. And if Uble shows up, shit's going to hit the fucking ceiling.
1: <laughs> but Uble could save, you know, he... Ubal's not saving could anybody. R- Uble's not saving right? anybody.
0: Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Ubal's going to kill people, dog. that's her one joy in life.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait for next week because this shit was so good. And... I have a feeling next episode is going to be wild. Yeah,
0: it should be very fun.
1: uh, Maybe we'll get another KYS moment, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Yeah, that's all hmm. we got, I think.
0: Yeah, that's it, my friend. So next we got Mashal, season two, episode four. Mash, the Burn, sorry, Mash, Burn dead and the Brawny Balloon. So in this episode, the Divine Visionary exam, exam has begun. And MASH received some unexpected help during his challenge. Very unexpected. And we also begin to figure out who the toughest of the examinees are, who the baddies are. What are we up against? You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. Uh, so to begin this episode, the, the show uh, of the show, we learned that the. The de- Detervance. De-dervance, yeah. Thank you. I was signing that out. So a, a, I, I like to
1: call them dead servants. I think that's that's kind of what they're going for. They're just combining dead and servant.
0: Dead servants. Yeah. That, hey, I think you're right. I they mean, are apparitions I, of some sort. Is what they said.
1: It's better um, than dead servants, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we, we did learn that they are immune to magic and heal instantaneously from injury. And from this, the... Test takers decipher that the skill being judged, well, the announcer says that the skill being judged is the ability to escape, retreat, attack, retreat, which is very valuable. Got to be able to do that. So did you think Mash would like breeze through this portion of the exam? Like he's done other things, just doing like ridiculous, dumb shit?
1: When I found out that they was actually immune to magic, I was like, okay, this is is Mash's like shit right now. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. this, this is this type of shit. He's going to like go crazy. I didn't think the popping of the balloon or popping of whatever would be uh, that big of a deal. But uh, they made it a big deal because they could heal themselves. That's how they kind of nerfed MASH on this one. So I I thought that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I was glad they did that. It made the episode much more fun. Although seeing MASH straight right well, straight left a big demon in the stomach was hilarious. He yeah, still I got love, his little bit of funny off.
1: I love seeing the reaction. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to run.
0: What is he doing?
1: I love that. Yeah, I mean, and like, they,
0: they called him a human weapon. And I was like, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but during um, the exam match, got helped by another contestant. By, and the guy minimized him. I don't think they actually ever said his name. But I thought this guy was up to no good. At
1: first, same. Yeah.
0: you did okay, yeah, and he, he was just a really nice guy. and I, I think he was there helping Mash because that's what um Rain told him to do.
1: And I was also a little confused like, why would you help other people unless you could get one key and make out with like both of y'all could get out at the same time? Because at the end of the day, one key. Like I assumed one key equals one entry out or one entry to being a winner. And so I was like, why would you work together with somebody else unless you're going to betray them? You know?
0: Yeah. Right. So. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that he maybe wasn't as confident in doing it himself and it was just going to take advantage of mash.
1: Yeah. But
0: um, we learned that they're from the same dorm. And I think rain had something to do with that. Um, especially since he said rain was like, Oh, he didn't tell me that he was, you know, this nice of a guy. Cause he was gonna give the uh, Mash was gonna hand the key over and like just go about his way. Was like, man, nah, you keep it. I like you. You you cool with me? You cool with me? Um. So one thing I've noticed, and they've kind of like leaned heavy into it this season, is like kind of portraying Mash as being very dumb. They did it in this episode by like the the helper was like just you know describing how to get the balloon out or the 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 test really and just in general, and Mash was. They're slack jawed. Did they do this much in the first season? I don't remember them doing this much in the first season.
1: Uh, I I think they did it a a few times. Um, but I don't think they did it like as much as they did it in this uh, few episodes of this season. Okay, they did. They didn't. This uh, this season they've like exaggerated it a lot more. Like whereas last season I think they just like uh showed like hinted at it and showed a few like a uh, few moments of it but they didn't really like stick to it like they, you know so
0: yeah yeah I just think they're just trying to make sure that we know he's a, a meathead an absolute meathead <laughs> they, they, like you said they hinted on it last season but like yeah they're really really leaning, in, leaning into it it's kind of annoying to me um, I feel like in the last season they were explaining more complicated things when he was doing that but yeah. just like the premise of the test, and then like the battle royale part, like where he was dumbfounded again. I was like, "This is simple stuff. This is really simple."
1: Yeah, I mean, like the crystal thing. Like I was like, "How how can you get confused on that?" Like you like they it's literally very simple, you know. Don't let uh, them
0: break your crystal. Hello.
1: <laughs> like I don't know. I, I guess it's I guess it's just like instead of the door joke. I guess this is the gag of the season, maybe possibly. Yeah, I think, the, I think the door jokes are are done, yeah. and I'm very sad about it. Yeah, it's a shame because I thought the door jokes was way better than him acting like he has just air. He's an airhead, so it's basically what they're trying to portray. So,
0: yeah, I thought this was all door door and cream puff jokes, and now it's just cream puff jokes.
1: Sad. Is we haven't really even seen many cream puff uh, jokes this season either, so. Maybe they're trying to go, like, a more serious route, but but not serious, you know? So. Well,
0: hopefully we get some on the back end, man, because I miss him.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so, you know, as they figure out how to break the balloon, um, Bash starts break dancing, and he fills the balloon with air to get the key. I thought this was fantastic. I was not expecting this at all. I thought he was just going to blow into it really hard, using that strong diaphragm of his, but this was way better than what i had in my mind.
1: Yeah, I've, i absolutely thought he was going to blow into it too. I was like there's no way he don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the breakdance and the tornado. Like i was like, wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was cool. Uh, I really enjoyed that okay. shit. Okay. So this is the mashal i know. This is what i'm talking about. You um, you know
1: what would have been funny? Like if they if they uh if they started doing like the um, the helicopter thing, you know, he took his shirt off and then they—oh yes, <laughs> they had oh. they had the song, they they whipped up the song and started playing it, like that would have been hilarious, bro.
0: I I would have hit the floor of my yeah. living room hard. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, right after this scene, which was, I mean, my favorite scene of the show, I mean, of the the episode. The helper unfortunately gets taken out by another contestant, uh, Capaccio Lu-, Lu Yang from Orca Dorm. And why do you think he's like targeting Adler Dorm? Because he, I mean, he he threw our guy out of like the door with him and started stepping on his head. He challenged Mash pretty pretty hard, and like threw water, tried to throw water, and tried to throw water in his face. Like, like what's up with this guy?
1: So I think, I think he was actually after MASH um, because uh, what, I don't know his name, the senior uh, or whatever that got demolished by him, he actually told MASH to go. And then as soon as he left, he was like, yeah, I, I knew I was right. I knew I'd felt something. And then we seen Car- Car- Carpaccio come in. And I guess just demolish him. And the only thing I can think of is um, Margaret. Uh, He's, he's, Orca's perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So, and he got told by the divine visionaries to not allow Mash to complete the, you know, to become a divine visionary, right? So I think that he sent Carpaccio to. Take care of Mash and make sure he didn't come out as a winner of the first uh, stage of the Divine Visionary test. That's what I think. Okay,
0: I mean that makes sense, but like, why beat up Homeboy? You know,
1: because Mash wasn't there no more, and I think he just wanted to (laughs) piss him off, and Uh, he probably got pissed off. He's like, "Yeah, "Yeah, Mash ain't here. I'm just gonna beat the shit out of you, and (laughs) you know, take you out there and show Mash what I did to you." That's
0: some schoolyard bully shit right there. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, Orca, Orca be wild out there, bro.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Carpaccio ends up, you know, leaving and, and getting his key, throwing a homeboy, the senior, out of the door with him. And he kind of goes up to Adler Dorm. and's like, yeah, I can do whatever I want to weaklings. We don't need him. I don't need him. No one cares. And MASH hit him with the, well... I haven't met anybody that's stronger than me. So, and then he gets confused by his own explanation, which is another way they made him look dumb again. Three yeah. times in one episode is a little much. Um, I thought that was just a pretty nice burn before he got confused with his own words.
1: I wanted him to like, just I, like when he was stepping on him and shit and talking shit and mash come up, I really wanted mash to just throw a haymaker or something, you know?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think he was probably more concerned about getting disqualified from the event. But I don't, I don't know if they can have infighting while this is going on.
1: I mean, wouldn't that? I mean, if that was the case, then wouldn't uh, uh, Carpaccio be disqualified for like, uh, like technically well, that, well, stomping on a body?
0: That was during a test, though. This was well, after. It was
1: after. It was after the test. He was doing it. Oh yeah, he was stomping it, you know? on the body. Yeah, he'd
0: already knocked him out, but he's stomping on his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so
1: you could assume that like nothing is gonna happen since nothing happened to Carpaccio. Um, but I, I don't know. Who knows?
0: Maybe MASH is just being a bitch. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Maybe MASH is saving <laughs> it for the best for last. you know.
0: We shall see, we shall see. But lastly <laughs> in this episode uh, the next test for the Divine Visionary test is explained to us. And basically, it's just a uh, a battle royale where you break the other team's crystals. There's team's of three, each person gets a crystal, and once your last crystal is broken, you are done. You have failed. But unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Mash and Dot break and drop their crystals, uh, leaving Finn as the only person on their team <laughs> with one intact. And it's unfortunate because Finn has no talent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Finn's a coward. Absolutely, it, it's funny they they brought it up on the screen. I think they said twenty uh, some seconds. It's all it took for uh, Mash and Dot to for uh, whatever Heart Team Blue Team maybe yeah, which same. is their team to get down to one crystal. It took twenty some seconds. And I was like, oh, my God.
0: But, like, where do they go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like, how uh, do they, they're all spread out in, in the test area. Like, like, how do you think they're going to approach this whole thing?
1: So they had a pretty good plan um, back in the Arena right after they dropped it. Mash and Dot was like, we'll just, pr- we'll just protect you and your crystal. But the thing is, when they entered the Arena, like Bass said, they, it split them up. And that that's wild. I guess that's to give them kind of like the uh, um, intense, like make the situation more t- intense and make it ha- have more drama. Uh, so now we have to hope that Mash and Dot get to uh, his side to protect him. But if I was them, I would, I would send one of them to try to break other crystals and... It'll keep one of them with Finn, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would I would send one person out on like a crystal destroying mission. Probably Mash, because it's Mash, he's dumb. Go go smash Crystal. Yeah. Um and and have Dot like try to go find Finn.
1: Yeah. Uh the only thing I could see with that is how you think Dot could like defend Finn from everything? No is the only thing I would see about that. Like it would be...
0: I think... So, I was thinking about like just raw destructive power, because that's a win condition too, right?
1: You can destroy everybody else's
0: crystals, and MASH seems to have a pretty easy time fighting the wizard, other wizards. Yeah. So, maybe Finn doesn't even... I mean, Dot doesn't even find Finn in time. But regardless, Finn's going to have to fend for himself until somebody finds him. I also don't think MASH would have a good time finding Finn considering he's as dumb as he is a- yeah. apparently.
1: But maybe, maybe mash and dot like fell together or something. That'd be crazy. Um, cause we didn't really see nobody else. We just seen Finn all alone and just him just freaking out. So, um, uh, it's it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah. They're going to have to play pretty aggressively. I think cause the other teams know that, okay, blue team only has one, one crystal. Yeah. So let's just go find that goddamn crystal. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think it's also going to be an issue uh, with Rain as well. Being on a different team, so
0: yes, um, Rain. I think it was Lance. Lance. Lance was on. Oh yeah, Lance.
1: Team. So, yeah, my bad, Lance. Same thing, kind of. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about that, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I I thought this was going to be like a tournament art kind of thing. Um, so so far it's. It's not really disappointed me yet, but it hasn't really um um you know made me happy yet, you know. So Yeah,
0: I think it could be better, but I think it's it's going to continue to heat up a little bit. I hope so. But yeah, uh that's that's it, my friend. Let's, let's let's do some One Piece.
1: Yeah, let's let's get out some One Piece, some Go Piece, 1092, Bonnie's Lamentation. Darkness lurking on the future island. And while Cypher Pole is headed for Egghead, some of the Straw Hats explore, explore around the island of Egghead and get new fits. Meanwhile, we start to see a little trouble brewing out on the seas. And after, after like the three to four minute recap um, at the beginning of the episode, hate that that's back. Um, but uh, the episode starts with a few old faces we haven't seen in a while. And did you immediately know who they was, Bass? I'm 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 not gonna hold you. I don't even remember seeing these goddamn faces. You don't remember these people. I don't
0: remember the face. I don't remember seeing these faces. (laughs) I don't remember this part of the show. Who did they show?
1: So at the beginning, they showed uh, them talking. So they was on a boat, and they showed uh, uh, like three people: two guys and a and a and a woman talking about. And they had a pasifista. Um, or Seraphim, Seraphim Kuma, and they're taking them to Egghead to, and their goal was to kill, uh, kill all the Vegapunks. And, um, uh, what do they say? Kill all the Vegapunks. And, oh, yeah, I remember who. Okay. It was CP9. Well, it's a new Poe. It's not yeah, CP9 no more. But yeah.
0: I, but I know who they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was old. I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, old giraffe yeah. head, pigeon boy, uh, yeah, and then yeah. the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucci and Lucci in the gang. Knew who they was? Yeah, so. Lucci in the gang. Yeah. I just recently uh, rewatched. it was Water seven. Yeah, water seven. So yeah, I just saw the t- the the beginning of the long nose. I knew the, who the hell was going on.
1: Yeah, I was, I was curious to know. I was curious to see if you actually like picked up as soon as you seen the nose. As if soon you as I seen like the bottom half of his face. So, yeah,
0: I knew uh, immediately.
1: But I guess their whole purpose um, of this scene, besides telling what they're going to go do, is explaining how Vegapunk works. And yes. So now we know that Vegapunk split himself into six satellites. Um, I think Bass guessed seven last week. I mm-hmm. believe I did, so he was close. So, um, we got Shaka the good, which we've seen, Lilith the evil, which we've seen, Edison the thinker, we haven't seen them yet. Uh, Pythag- Pythagoras, Pythagoras, uh, Pythagoras, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, from the, I'm from the country, bro. I can't say shit like that. It's all good. Uh, but uh he's the I guess they're the wisdom uh part of it. Atlas, which we've seen is the violence in York, which we have not seen is greed. And so it kind of makes me think, do the numbers actually mean anything or are they just numbers? Like what do you think?
0: Um, I don't remember exactly what they were numbered. Um but
1: it's just an order, right? Like uh Shaka's oh, one, LS okay. two, Edison's okay. three, you know.
0: Um I don't think so. I don't think the numbers mean anything. I mean, they they probably do. It's, it's Vega punk, Mr. Big brain over there, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's, um, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's in order of,
0: of, you know, what Vega punk sees in the world, good, evil thinker and wisdom, or maybe what he values. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm just, that, that was just something I was curious of when I was watching this. I was like, I wonder I wonder if the numbers actually mean anything or if it's just like numbers. And honestly, I don't have an answer for that either. Um, I, I think that they probably do mean something, but I just don't know what. Like Bass said, we're talking about Vegapunk here, so uh it's
0: gotta be a reason, right?
1: Yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, the goal of CypherPole Agus Zero is what they're called now. They're not Cypher CypherPole nine no more. And so and this this goes back to uh when I was telling you about the Aegis part. I looked it up and Okay uh, off of this. So um Cypher Poe, I guess what is supposed to be a shield zero, um, mm-hmm. basically. Um is what I got out of it. And their goal is to return the Seraphista of Kuma, which they have on board, uh, to Egghead and eliminate Vegapunk. And like that kind of gets me thinking, like, why why would the government want to eliminate the smartest man alive. And Lucci says something about it maybe having to do with Lelouchia, but it doesn't seem like they really know. Um, or at least Lucci doesn't know. Um, so, and if, if we don't remember, Lelouchia is actually the city that doesn't exist anymore because the government like nuked them basically. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I think Lucci's on the right, right lines because like, the order came I would assume like right after uh, Lucia was destroyed um, but yeah I, I can clearly see why the government would want to get rid of the smartest man alive he's a threat they're yeah. subjugating any and everything that can, they could be considered a threat to them
1: I wonder if they think that Vegapunk um, helped the revolutionaries out Or something, you know.
0: They probably think that, um, and the fact that Kuma is back with the revolution.
1: True. Okay. Maybe they think that he programmed him to, like, do something. You know, since he was like the dude or whatever. So any
0: like slight, uh, I mean, like fuck up or sense of betrayal that they get, I think they're just gonna be on go about killing you.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's still wild that they they would kill like their greatest asset like that fast, you know um
0: yeah, especially with how chaotic the world is right now
1: yeah, um so it's it's definitely interesting i I hope we get to find out like why they're trying to kill them um, I'm sure we will uh but one thing I gotta bring up is what the hell is up with Luchi's goatee? <laughs> the pendulum
0: goatee, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great look. I think it's he, a great look for Lucci. He,
1: he did not have that in water seven. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, hell, nah! Oh, hell, da. Nah. He did. <laughs> so I think that's just
0: where he's storing his power now.
1: Yeah, you think so? <laughs> you, do you actually think it's got something to do with like his powers?
0: Nah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> fucking around. I'm just yeah. fucking around, but I, I like it. I fuck yeah. with it. I love how wacky and silly One Piece always is. Um, so this just adds to it for
1: me and the icing on the cake the icing on the cake is like as it's swinging like a clock pendulum you can actually hear like a clock ticking sound too yes yes they going all out on this shit and i I absolutely love it so thank
0: you toy thank you oda i'm I'm here (laughs) for it and i'm all about it
1: um but then we get over uh that that was just like a quick scene or whatever um, just explaining to us about like all the Vega Punks and uh, what they're doing and stuff like that. They're heading the Egghead, but then we get over to Luffy, Jinbei, Chopper, and Bonnie, and like they're like huge now because they just eat all that food from the uh, vending machine from Oboxo Boxo over there. And then they got like a little recycling dog that comes and like cleans up all the plates and all the all the leftover stuff. And Luffy and Luffy throws like a empty cup. And I guess it's called littering. um, Even though he was trying to just feed it to the dog or whatever. Um, But then it it results in like a... I called it the two-piece dog chase. Because this ain't one piece. This is two-piece. (laughs) Because they're still in like the big form. um, And the dog is just chasing them for littering at this point. Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy like that comedy moment or no?
0: Um, No. It came with like with a... Ton of no, no, this was a different uh, part of the episode, but it was cool. But like, I think I feel like they've just been dragging out scenes and using a lot of reaction shots the last few episodes. They've been like kind of going overboard with it.
1: They definitely have. Like, I think last episode, they uh, I forget what it was, but they you like it was the same three seconds like multiple times while they were yes. eating uh, what was it, a cupcake or some shit? I don't even know, muffin, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, they were like
0: oh. running towards like the bowl of ice cream, that massive bowl of ice cream. Yeah. It like twice, and it took up two minutes of the show and nothing happened.
1: Yeah. I think they're just playing around right now. Uh, honestly,
0: they're playing with me. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it.
1: And I guess, I guess the, the biggest thing to happen on Egghead Island uh, for this episode was Luffy stumbles into a. Building and happens to be a outfit like a clothing store type thing, and he just pushes a bunch of buttons and he gets a new set of clothes. And then Chopper, Jinbei, and Bonnie follow suit and they go in and get a new new set of clothes. And so I guess you know, new fits. You like them or not?
0: Nah? See, I honestly like the, the the smoke show as they were coming out of the clothing store more than like the clothes. This is okay. the least drippy I've ever seen the characters on this show, in my opinion. The big-ass boots, the the big coats, they're air-conditioned. That's cool. Um,
1: <laughs> they're light. They're they're supposed to very be light. light. Or they're whatever. very light, as, as yeah. everybody's
0: saying. But yeah. nah, trash fits. Trash fits.
1: I like Jinbe's the best.
0: Jinbe's was the best. Then I have Choppers. Then I have whatever her name is, Bonnie. And then Luffy's is just, I ain't feeling that
1: shit. The funny thing is, is like, um, apparently on this island, women can't wear anything but, uh, bikini bottoms. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I did I notice mean, that, you know, uh, I mean, that's just the way it is on this island, apparently. So, uh, it's just full tops and bikini bottoms. And I mean, I guess Oda, like I said, w- w- Oda was in Wano for so long. Now it's time to cook, you know, now he's, he's got to let us uh, He's gotta let his uh, sexual aggressions out, I guess. You know, I don't know.
0: Oh, there's a need to spend needs to spend more time at the house, is what it sounds like, um, <laughs> or what it's looking like here. He's well, my, my man's been wilding, um, but yeah, these fits are trash. Um, the fit check they did not pass. The vibe check they did not pass. Um, two out of ten would not recommend.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I I, I get it. I get it. They they was kind of like simplistic. And the, the the shoes kind of remind me like. Like Mega uh, Man, dude. Hoofs, hoofs. Like, Mega Man. Let me. I'm gonna pull up
0: a picture of Mega uh, Man yeah, for you. Like,
1: yeah, I, I know who Mega Man is. Uh, okay. Uh, I played I played some games of him, but and honestly, they do remind me of him a lot. But the first thing I ever thought of when I seen this shit was like these these are like horses. <laughs> the Nike boots.
0: Oh, the ho or hooves. Yeah, like they're, they Ooh. look like, yeah, they look and like shit, the hooves and shit. Yeah, it's, it's, they it could have done better with it. And like, yeah. I think I like the rest of the fits, but like the boots are just fucked.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, I, that's what we're going to get to see for, uh, probably a couple years, honestly, more than likely, right? So since we're on this island, I'm sure we'll get to see it for a while. So we'll get Fuck. used to it best. Fuck. <laughs>
0: And that's just after Wano had like some really tough fits too
1: it did the, the, that's one of my favorites of all time, like the black cloak Luffy, you know that shit was fire, yeah, oh so just wait, yeah, just is, wait till this, this you is, see like like Zoro and Sanji and all them you know in in the new fits so
0: then then I'll make my judgment, but it ain't yeah. looking good um also I mean this is like down there with. The the punk hazard fits for me. Like those are yeah. like those by far were like the worst fits and now they got a rival,
1: in my yeah, opinion. The winter clothes or whatever.
0: They don't do well with those, yeah. For whatever um, reason.
1: Yeah, and uh speaking of like getting all this food and all these clothes and whatever, they uh they get chased down by a uh, Kuma pacifista for stealing the clothes and the food. Apparently you gotta pay for them, even though they was able to get on for free uh whatever <laughs> that means but but then Luffy started trying to defend himself against kuma, and Bonnie wouldn't allow him to do it he's she stopped him um because she thinks that's her dad, so uh do and then we end the episode of kuma well not end the episode we end the scene with kuma like targeting Bonnie. And actually shooting at her, and Luffy running to protect her, and obviously we know that you know Luffy and Bonnie is going to be okay. It's just a pastafista, you know, uh, uh, security guard yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's not going to kill Luffy and them, you know. So I'm not even going to ask. Do you think they survive? Because we all know they survive. So. Yeah,
0: that's that's super easy for for Luffy, I believe. Um, but this is the part of the episode. Where the reaction shots were just too much yeah. i think i think we got like a, a solid 30 seconds of just reaction shots
1: of jinbei and company just like saying like luffy Bonnie, no right you know, so and
0: and just like almost dead still shots of jinbei and and chopper and luffy and it was just like you know this is supposed to be like a really like impactful moment you know body getting shot at what she thinks is her dad and I thought it took a lot away from the moment. Me just looking at still pictures for thirty or forty five seconds.
1: So I think I think that it would have meant more if that would have been the first time we heard that that was her dad. But the thing is, they messed up in last episode when they showed like the little subtle pictures of like half of his face because you you can't mistake like his face, Kuma like even half very of Very different it, looking, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we obviously knew that that was her dad back in last episode. But if we didn't get those pictures and then she come up and said, you know, Hey, that's my dad. Like that would have been a much more impactful moment, I think. And I think they did that wrong, but I I guess that maybe that's what the manga did. I'm not sure. Yeah. They definitely um,
0: dropped the ball on this one,
1: but they, the surprise factor could have been there and it could have been better um, for that one. But you know, After that, we get to my, not a lot happened in it, but we get to the best thing to happen in this episode, the most interesting thing. Um, We actually see, we actually go to Law and his crew, and they're on the sea, and they run into a big black, uh, they they run into a big um, cloud of smoke, and out of it comes Blackbeard and his crew and his boat. And all I can say is I think it's about to heat up uh, because, me personally, I think they're gonna fight. Don't
0: do you? It ain't gonna be much of a fight.
1: Yeah, who who do you think's taking the L, bro? Dude,
0: the black <laughs> the the Blackbeard pirates are, are gonna wash, absolutely wash the Heart Pirates. Oh my god, <laughs> they got one hitter. The, the, the they all they have is law, and law really ain't like that. One v one. He really Beppo not like out there,
1: that. bro. What, what do you mean, Man, out Beppo? Man, Beppo ain't
0: no fighter. <laughs> Beppo ain't really like that. <laughs> Hell nah. I think I think Blackbeard solos the fucking Heart Pirates. He got his boys with him. Hell nah. You, and you saw about, Let's run. Let's go. He yeah. know they washed. He knows they're washed.
1: But uh, they were yeah, supposed I- to start
0: diving immediately. <laughs> Submarine mode. Let's escape. Hey,
1: uh, that's what confused me so much is that, like, I don't think law has it. Like, I don't like law is like his powers and shit. Like, it's really good. I don't think it's good enough to like tank the whole like Blackbeard pirates. Um, but the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure he said like he's not stopping and that he's gonna do, he's gonna keep going forward. And that I, I took it as he's gonna fight Blackbeard.
0: Hell, I took it as we're gonna keep going out of here. We're gonna keep going on our way, good sir. I'll see you later.
1: I don't. I don't think they had an option now, though, right? I, 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 I would have still
0: ran. I would have still ran. <laughs> we just talked about tactical retreats with Mash. Yeah, this is time for one right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, the man. So- the man has
0: the quake. Quake fruit. Yeah, and that black hole bullshit, and all his crew has devil fruits the likes to which you cannot compare. And, and yeah. like I said, I'm gonna say it again: the Heart Pirates are really not no fighters. Like they're not fighters, bro. They're lovers. They love. It's not. Well, this not. This not for them.
1: This is not Lord, for them. Law already forgot that Luffy and Kid was backing him up at uh, in Wano, and he thinks he's, he's out here doing shit now, right?
0: Yeah, you had the 2v1 big mom, dog. <laughs> and you think you fucking with goddamn Blackbeard? Man, get your ass in the sea. But like, you can't even really run from Whitebeard because he has the quake quake fruit. Yeah. like so, you know, I think they may have to fight them. They may be in a position where they have to fight him. But the heart pirates may be no more.
1: I think, yeah, I think that it's it's I, I really hope that we get to see the conclusion of this, like next episode. But knowing them, I we might not. It um, might be
0: a year and a half, dog.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. Um, the way I the already f- know what
0: happened. A I scene, already know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we uh, there's no way Blackbeard's falling. You know what I mean? And I don't, I don't think, I don't think Law and them falls either. But I think that, I mean, we know Blackbeard surely don't. So, look.
0: Um, Look, if this is like a tie, or if fucking law escapes, this is bullshit.
1: I, 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 really do think law will figure out a way out of it, um, to get out of it somehow. Because he can use far, you know. Of there. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah, devil. He uses devil fruit to get the fuck up out of there. So, um,
1: will he lose his crew? I don't know. Uh, yeah, he' I mean, gonna. He's gonna be too I mean, busy protecting
0: know. his own life. I yeah, feel so-
1: like. Will it be another Bonnie? I guess we're gonna see on uh maybe, hopefully, the next episode of One Piece uh, Z. So,
0: yeah. Last thing I want to say about this is poor Beppo.
1: <laughs> man was just trying to get some shun- sunshine while, you know, trying to roll out his loose fur. You know, so
0: man was trying to get a tan. Sad to see him go.
1: <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Man. <laughs> But yeah, a pretty lackluster One Piece episode. But at least we got a couple uh good minutes, uh, a couple minutes of good uh information out of it. So, um, very true. I'm very excited to see what happens next episode. I'm assuming it's gonna be uh something about Zoro and and Dim and maybe a little bit about Law and Blackbeard. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, I guess that's it for One Piece, right? That's it, man. So um. You know, that's it for this episode. Um, we got the best of the best, the top ten our anniversary episode, which is also this episode too, but we're gonna go really deep into it this coming up Thursday. And it's gonna be our top ten D gen episodes, uh top ten episodes of you know, of the last year, our best of the best. Um so y'all be on the lookout for that. Uh, especially if you're newer you should definitely go watch the episodes that we talk about because they're bangers. Um, you know, uh, you don't want to miss them, but we want y'all to rate the podcast on all your platforms that you have available. Hell still, you know, go, go get your, go get your mamas or your wife's or your husband's phone or sisters or whatever. Rate us on their phones too. You know, it's easy. We need them ratings. It helps us out a lot. Tell all your anime friends about us. You know, you know they want some DJ in their life. But, they deserve um, it. They deserve yeah, it. They deserve it. Especially we out here giving y'all two episodes a week, peak content. So, um yeah, we out here doing it. So, for y'all, uh just uh you know, if, and also if y'all have any questions or topics that you'd like for us to talk about about any of the shows that we're covering, or just any anything in uh for our DJ episodes as well. You know, let us know in Discord or any of our social medias, messages, linktree.com slash anime degens. And we shall see y'all on Thursday for another banger episode. I uh, will see y'all later. Peace. Bye.